How are you? Good. How's Nola? I just got back. I got back last night. Oh, right. You've been out. Yeah. I yeah. was in Florida for 10 days. Okay. How yeah. was that? How's the weather there? Is it is it warm? Oh, the weather is amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. But, you know, COVID is not a thing in Florida. You know, you hear oh. about it. <laughs> but, man, when you're there, you're like, It's this oh, mythical wow. thing. You really yeah. don't think this shit's real. I mean, like, right. restaurants and bars are packed and people are, like, not in, in masks. Are you kidding me? No, I'm very serious. It's like the masks. The masks are around, but they're like, they're like, they're like hanging off. They're like handbags. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. The, the hanging off the ear look. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. If yeah. that, I yeah. mean, you know, we didn't eat in anywhere like right. any restaurants, but I mean, even like just cur- the courtesy of walking down the street on the sidewalk or something. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Florida, Florida. lives up to its reputation. It sure does. I mean, if you're a business owner, Florida's where you want to be. You're wide open. So go for oh, all God. people complaining, move to Florida and shut up. <laughs> God. Yeah. Jesus. Um, all right. All right. You want to do this? Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's hop right in. Okay. This is No Politics at the Dinner Table. I'm Tony Biancasino. And I'm Amit Prakash. This week, we're going to talk a little bit about the great state of Texas and uh, what they went through last week and are still actually going through right now. Great. I, I, I would love to talk about this. Let's go. Okay, so... Um, Can we just say... Do we yeah. not love, I mean, like, like the way you probably love your kids. I don't have kids, but I think that's how much I love the Ted Cruz memes. <laughs> like, I can't get enough. I had to, like, get off of social media. I just want to keep posting. It's just, it's the most rewarding thing to be able to do to that specific guy, that yeah. specific politician. I think... Even more so than like Lindsey Graham or those other guys who I also loathe. I think I hate Ted Cruz the most. Ted Cruz, um, he's like a special kind of hypocrite. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, a lot of these politicians are hypocrites. That's not like an original insult to give them. No, no. But he's he's got such a sort of refined level of like self-righteousness while yes. being a walking contradiction and... And basically being really immoral, um, that that anything that comes at him is is, is fantastic. I, I think I, I saw a quote last week um, from John McCain that said, "If somebody shot Ted Cruz on the floor of the Senate, yes, and the trial was in the Senate, it'd get off, yeah. right? And it, the person would get off, right? Which like tells you loves. those are his colleagues." Right? Yeah, Chris yeah. Christie said, like, "Ted, I don't feel." Bad and that was for another Ted fellow Cruz. Republican saying that. Ted, Chris Christie said, I don't feel bad for Ted Cruz. He's just not a very likable guy. Yeah. They hate him. Yeah. 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 Yet he gets reelected, you know, so. Barely um, this time. Let's just. Barely, but is. still. Guess but still, what? He's there for six six years. He's got six years. Is it six? You know? Yeah. Senate's six years, man. I didn't realize that. Congress. The House is two years. Senate is six. Damn, we have so he's six he's more good. Years? You know that's that's the thing is like Lindsey yeah. Graham, another six years, McConnell, another six years, yeah. Ted Cruz, another six years. You know, so 
Um, yeah, he's he's, but he, you're right. He's a special kind of awfulness in anything that, you know, if in, it, it's all symbolic and not, nothing's going to happen, he's still like one of the most powerful people in America. Yeah. Um, but I just love that. <laughs> oh, like we know and he was freaking wait, out. Wait, and he throws his kids under the bus. Yeah, I mean, who does that? Who does Chris, that? I think he would yeah. literally throw his kids in front of a bus. I know. For his political game. <laughs> yeah, it's not a metaphor. No, no, I think he would. Given I think the situation. He would think about it, you know? Yeah. 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 Anyway. So let's right. get into it. So let's get into this. So here's like the grand irony, of course, right? So America is, you know, the number one energy producer in the world. Um, and, you know, with all the fracking and all that stuff, it's outstripped Saudi Arabia and all these other, you know, OPEC countries. Mm-hmm. And so we're the number one oil producer, natural gas, et cetera. And then within that, Texas is the largest uh, and leading energy producing state in America, right? So that we got sort of two number ones right there. And then you would think that Texas would then be the last place that would run out of energy, right? Um, so, but, so big question is sort of how did this happen? And there's competing arguments about this. So one argument is a kind of argument about the weather, right? And so there's this Harvard economist um, named William Hogan who helped design the Texas energy market. And I'll talk about that in a second. But basically he said, look, this is not a design flaw of the market plan that I set up, but this is you know due to inclement weather effectively right that these you can't sort of control for all these extraordinary weather uh changes and challenges um and he's quoted as saying i don't know of any market design that exists anywhere that would have anticipated and been prepared for something of this scope and scale all right so that's that's one thing that this is this is uh not sort of a unforced human error um but this is a kind of act of god thing so and then the second one um, is that this is totally um, a human error uh, problem, and it's the competitive market model, uh, if not in and of itself, but at least as a partial basis for for the problem. And so, like the question is, like, what does that mean? One thing to think about is that you know when you in America we're used to you know you, you switch on a light, <laughs> you, know, you flick something and it goes on, right? You know, I, I was born in India. Um, in India, that's not always the case. You know, we, we, there's rolling blackouts all the time. Everybody has generators. But in America, we're sort of conditioned that you flick a switch, the thing comes on, right? And so wh- why is that? There's three kind of, or really just two actually, models for energy uh, distribution in the country. And basically, you got the East Coast and the West Coast, and the sort of surrounding states around that, they're all on the same federal energy grid. And then you've got Texas. And Texas is totally separate. It's literally on its own grid. Yeah. And, and the idea behind that was that in 1999, um, there was an argument that both Republicans and Democrats in Texas embraced where they said, we're going to totally deregulate our uh, electrical market and the way we are going to escape any federal regulation is that the energy we produce and distribute will not go beyond state borders right so if you're not giving you know your energy and selling it to other states 
the feds can't oversee that in any way, right? So the, his idea is like to skirt federal federal regu- regulation this way. And so um, here I quote, competition in the electric industry will benefit Texans by reducing monthly rates and offering co- uh, co- consumers more choices about the power they use. And that's then Governor George W. Bush, right? So he's the guy who signed the legislation to sort of create this situation where it's kind of like a free-for-all, right? Yeah. That that there's 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 there is a state regulator called ERCOT, but you know, they're they're kind of beholden to the energy interests and so on. So the problem here is that this kind of hands-off model is supposed to say, okay, well, you'll have a race to the bottom in prices then, right? And, and consumers will benefit, right? There's a lot of competition. There's a lot of energy producers. And, you know, people are going to have the choice to pay the least, right? So, okay, that sounds good, right? That sounds good for consumers. Um, but because there's no real regulation, and there's also written into the law is that there's no penalty for not providing electricity to people if you don't feel like it. If you don't write a contract saying, we're delivering this to you guaranteed, like a public utility, um, it's just kind of on your whim if it fits your bottom line. And you know, that's what these uh, utilities get, private utilities. Then there's no sort of incentive when things go bad or to prepare even for things to go bad uh, because that you know costs money, right? So if you're trying to lower your prices so you can beat the other guy who has competing lower prices, you're not gonna spend money on winterization. You're not gonna spend money on you know, anticipating these terrible things that this you know, Harvard professor says nobody could ever anticipate. Um, so that's the sort of other argument is that this is completely a byproduct of a sort of you know, a, a fealty to the supposed inherent good and efficiency of an unrestricted market, right? That that ideological view has warped reality, right? And it's like, well, you know, the proof is in the pudding here. Like, you know, the, the system collapsed um, for a week, and now it's coming out that ERCOT, which is this the the Energy Regula- Regulatory Commission at in Texas, said that if, if if it had gone on a few more minutes, there would have been blackouts for months to come. Right, that they'd lost so much capacity and that there would have been this sort of cascade effect. That's sort of pretty terrifying, right? Terrifying. Um, so, you know, sum up, you know, people lost power. Um, 58 people so far have been reported dead by this in Texas, uh, dying of basically exposure. Um, Including, I just read that you know one of the keyboard. Remember that band from the '60s, Canned Heat, uh, um, and uh, there was another. He was in another band called the Fabulous Thunderbirds. Um, their keyboard is froze to death um, uh, in his house. Um, so yeah, you know it's this is like literally unrestricted capitalism causing death, right? It's it's very direct. Sometimes it's and it's hard to sort of people talk about this as like, oh, capitalism like kills people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, the healthcare markets, you know, it's not their incentive to insure sick people. So like sick people die all the time uh, in our healthcare market because it's a capitalist market. Here, I think it's like, it's pretty clear. It's a pretty direct line. There's not a sort of zigzag that you have to go through. It's like, oh, they didn't provide the power because they did not have financial incentive to do so. 
and they, people froze to death. It's crazy. I mean, it's the the thing. The thing about it is like, what is it going to take for people to realize that this doubling down on this idea that capitalism is what America is is not real? Like you're you're bailed out. The people bailing you out in the police and fire department are socialist. These are socialist um, institutions, but somehow people just get convinced that like it's better for them. If it's just a completely non-regulated market, a non-regulated business. And this is what happens. There's zero checks and balances and pure profit. There's people's safety and and what happens to people is the last thing that you think of in capitalism. Unless saving a life, you can make billions of dollars off of the drug business. But, you know, just for like people that weren't in Texas, like this is this is just a regular cold couple days in new york city right that's how unprepared they yeah. are this, this is er, this is early spring in vermont this is this yeah. is early spring in vermont you know this is the 20s right like we're not talking mm-hmm. about it got down to, to two or five which we've been in when i was just in new hampshire visiting you guys are in vermont it was one degree mm-hmm. this is the 20s right people are dying in texas because that is how grossly unprepared they are for climate change Right. And it all goes back to the the Republican Party specifically. The Democrats we, we have plenty of issues with, but at least we're 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 at least saying it's real. But this is the same party that is constantly putting out that climate change is a hoax and it's mm-hmm. fake. And now Texans are dead because of it. And I'm just like my my thing is I want to see where the outrage lies. Like you like you just really ruined my day telling me Ted Cruz is here for six more years. That sucks. <laughs> but like where I want to see what happens. Where is the outrage? Because the spin, the, the, the spin to try to blame us on the Democrats is that's that's going. I know they'll go for it, but that is a real reach. here. Well, you saw that what the governor, Greg Abbott, said in his statement, you yes. know, that he's walked back slightly, but not really. Um, at first, he's, he blamed the whole thing on windmills. Right. Um, and said, you know, well, because these windmills froze. Uh, you see what, how deadly a Green New Deal could be if, if that's the future. And then the, the next statement, the next day, there was so much pushback on that. He admitted that only 10% of the electric grid is based on, on, on the windmills, right? And even if you knocked out those windmills, they still would have had this collapse. So, but yeah, they're, they're trying, they're, you know, this is the, what they're very good at is that they'll throw stuff at the wall and then see what people's, what sticks and what people remember. Right? Of course. Well, and they, have, they also have no defense. Yeah. I don't know if you saw in the Washington Post, they did a um, kind of a deep dive in the weather patterns in Texas. Mm. And you said 1999 when George W. Bush mm-hmm. deregulated. Yeah. There was actually George a period, W. Bush has got such a great record. Oh my God. <laughs> Meanwhile, they'll, ch- they'll champion him around as little yeah. cute pictures of I the know. things. Yeah. Um, there was a there was a period of time in 1983 and 1985 that was a 10-day streak where temperatures were colder than what just happened. Yeah. It's a great article and mm-hmm. it walks you this is not this is not something that's like once in right. a century. This right. just happened yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah. Uh this is 5 years or or 15 years before they deregulated. There was a major cold outbreak where it got down to the, the 13s and 14s, which is 10 degrees colder than what this was. So right. this isn't like this never happens in Texas. Is it rare? Of course it's rare. But so are, you know, earthquakes and hurricanes, but you need to be prepared for it. 
And I don't know. I'm just like, it's disgusting to me that we, you know, we have a senator who went to Cancun with his family, (laughs) knowing damn well, getting, he got all the briefs, all the, all the stuff he knew. It wasn't like a shock. They Mm -hmm. left because it was going to be bad. Um, and then you got, you know, AOC down there raising almost $5 million for yeah. people. And it's yeah. like, are we still going to keep hating these progressives? Like, let's wake the fuck up, people. Yeah. yeah. That, who knows what kind of impact that could have? I mean, it, I'm hoping it could be only positive ripple effect. But you never know about, you know, how the Ted Cruz's of the world will say, you know, what is this New York Democrat with her New York values coming into, you know, Paris? We don't need her money. Crisis, blah, blah, right? blah, blah, and politicizing the crisis. Um, it's kind of like what news. they do when, when they're, when they're uh, mass shootings. Um, well, I got news for people in Texas, yeah. okay? Especially those people. It's turning blue, okay? It's happening. Texas is going blue because one thing rich uh, Democrats love is less taxes. And even though they will secretly <laughs> support capitalism, they're not voting for Ted Cruz. Like, I promise you that. They're not voting for Ted Cruz. It's what happened in Georgia. It's what's happened in Arizona. The Republican Party is in big, big trouble. And I promise you, Ted Cruz is not the answer to get people back. This is what um, Matt Carp called Halliburton uh, liberals, right? Yes. (laughs) Halliburton liberals. (laughs) Yeah, not the Patagonia liberals, but the Halliburton liberals. But also a lot of people, it is that, but I will tell you just from personal experience and knowing people, even in my own industry, which is film and television, there are tons of people that are just sick of LA. I mean, LA is just, it's so expensive, even mm. for people that aren't like, you know, finance guys or creatives, but creatives that, you know, like yeah. like Joe Rogan, like mm-hmm. this is, a, uh, you know, like people like him, There's there are actors, there are people moving their businesses, creative uh, um, businesses all moving to Texas. One, there's a lot of room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and two, like- It is quite large. It's dope. Austin's kind of dope. Like the, it's- you know, LA's kind of run its course and New York is forget about it. I mean, you need to, if you don't make a couple million bucks a year, like, you know, you're, you're not enjoying New York like you once could. Right. Right. So I don't know. I mean, this whole, the, the turning of the conversation about, you know, because the fundamental thing I think is, 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 is going to be the debate over what caused this. Right. And so Abbott is very politically astute to go for the jugular right away as Republicans do, which is to say, it's not us, it's the Green New Deal. Right. It's the which AOCs of the world yeah. who are, you know, horrible and are causing people to freeze. Um, and so it's, you know, it's going to be a debate about causation. Um, and this is where, you know, like, I don't know if you, if you watched the John Oliver show the other, the other other night, he had this, like, great segment, you know, like when he does, like, those, like, little clips or, like, mm-hmm. now people doing this or whatever, mm-hmm. And they had this awesome one, which I was just like dying laughing the whole time because it, first of all, it reminded me of like one of my favorite movies, which is Trading Places, um, is that people saying they went to Harvard. And and it was like, oh, and by the way, I went, it was like all these different reporters <laughs> and stuff. And just like trying to slip in, oh, by the way, I went to Harvard. Um, so here's this Harvard economist, right, who helps create the Texas grid and the market and says we could never control um, or create a market model that could anticipate such inclement weather when for decades, as you just pointed out, and even I just read 
to the day in 2011, there was a similar storm that caused rolling blackouts. And there was a whole commission at their regulatory commission. And, you know, one of the people piped up and said, listen, this can't happen, right? That we have to anticipate these things. T 10 years to the day of the storm, right? In 2011 to 2021. Um, so all sorts of anticipation could have happened. It's basically a choice which is what a lot of economic models uh, seem to be, or the ones that are adopted at least, right? There's, there's, there are really good critical economists, but, but the ones that are business friendly are the ones are like, oh, it's going to be all sunshines and rainbows forever. We don't have to think about anything bad because if you do that, then that's going to have costs, right? Uh, so he, these are the models we get, you know, sunshines and rainbows. And meanwhile, it's like a deep freeze. So I, I don't know, like, what do you what do you think would have to happen to rest that sort of picture um, of of the future? Because you know nobody likes a Debbie Downer, right? Nobody wants a yeah. pessimist. You know, nobody wants to hire a consultant and say, "Hey, we're gonna like restructure this thing," and they give you doom and gloom, and you're gonna like forget it. I don't. I, I want give me the good version, right? Um, so how do you sort of control for that? Uh, I mean, I think you got to have something. I think the plan you have to have is immediate, right? What we know right now are people in Texas are really angry. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people in Texas are, they don't have food still. And, they're, and, and I think water is finally coming back. Some people as of two days ago still didn't have. But even then a lot of it's untreated. Right, right. It's so untreated. Boil it and over that. Yeah. So like with anything, especially in this country where we seem to have a very short term we we have a lag in our short you know short term memory issues mm -hmm. or long term memory issues. I don't I don't know what would it it's be. Should, it's the short term. It's, it's the, the short, short term. term. Yeah. Uh, if you strike while like you know, Trump a big part of why Trump lost is COVID. No matter what anybody wants to say, and I don't think you know there's if COVID wasn't here, Trump would be our president again. I I, I feel really strongly. Um, and that's because people are in it. They're angry, right? And we're pissed. And you need to blame somebody. Um, unfortunately, there's no election in Texas right now. Mm -hmm. But it would be a really good time for the progressives and Democrats to have a here's the plan. Here's how we fix this and get it out there. Not that it's going to happen, but that's how you get a message in somebody's head is you get them at a vulnerable time where the people are angry and they go, Oh, that makes sense. I know I don't want this to happen again. Mm -hmm. I know the people, Ted Cruz was in Texas or in Cancun. Can't, can't trust him. Like it's, you have all of, you have the recipe for a, what I like to call a brainwashing for the better <laughs> right now. <laughs> you could put something in people's heads right now. And, and it, it could maybe, you know, affect four years from now or three years from now, mm -hmm. or, or, you know, general local elections. Um, and that's how you, that, but, but the, I, I don't see Texas, you know, the powers being Texas going, yeah, we fucked up. We're going to join the grid system again. And you know, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. If we know one thing about some of these red States, they I will mean, double and triple down on things that don't work. And talk I live about in Louisiana with people, they would love to lock more people up down right, here. You right. Know? Talk about doubling down and a Texan doing that. Rick Perry, who is, you know, oh, obviously uh, Trump's energy secretary, yeah. right? Um, which was one of the departments that he wanted to abolish when he was running for president. One of the yeah. ones he could, I think he could remember. Um, yeah, but, um, right. but three things. He, yeah. I don't remember <laughs> yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But the uh, what he said was actually Texans would take another week of no water, no electricity in order to be free from federal government, right? Yeah. From federal oversight, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So this sort of this language of freedom again coming in, the saying that look, you know, this is the sacrifice that we Texans who are you know you know hard scrabble are willing to do in order to sort of um, you know shrug off Big Brother, right? That that we that we we know that freedom has a price, and what of course like this kind of forgets is that you know when you sacrifice you do that voluntarily, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like that's what makes sacrifice meaningful is that you volunteer to sacrifice. Nobody volunteered to freeze to death in their houses, right? Nobody, you know, there's the terrible story of the 11 year old kid who froze to death in his trailer, right? You know, so it's the idea that this is uh, some sort of collectively willed sacrifice of the Texan people that shows how different they are. You know, the Republic of Texas that is different from the rest of America is but, something that's, I don't know, it's it's part of the ideology of Texas. It's but, the ideology of the Republican if, Party. Yeah. This is it, right? This, this is how they hook these morons. Your guns, freedom. Not wearing a mask. This, this is what we are going to tell you is this is freedom. And if we're making you do something. Well, you're not free anymore. That's they're, they're, the, the basic understanding of a democracy is flawed. Their ideology is flawed, right? It, they just think it's a, uh, just do whatever you want. That's freedom. And anytime you're regulated, whether it's wearing a mask or, uh, you know, the electric uh, company is regulated, suddenly that's not free. That is, that is a manufactured definition of freedom installed in ignorant people by really, really wealthy people who are actually the definition of freedom, right? Freedom for them is we convince you dummies to vote against your interests. We don't pay shit in taxes. We manipulate the systems. We control everything. That's pretty free. I mean, try that shit in China and see what happens. Try it and try it against Vladimir Putin and see what happens. So it's this, it's this idea that we're going to brainwash you with what you can have in your life that makes you feel free. And it's the basic dumb, unfortunately, like male heavy stupidity. You know, we know you hate your job, you know, in the oil fields out there. We know it sucks, but guess what? You got cool guns, man. You can shoot them and you can fuck the government. And that's, (laughs) that's what happens. It's like, it's so stupid, right? Really? Freedom is if we all decide to start voting in our best interest, breaking up Amazon and fuck these guys and like put your shit in here. Like you fucking start, start. Why am I paying the same amount of taxes as Jeff Bezos, dude? Like that's so You're paying crazy. way more than him, man. I'm probably paying more. <laughs> Me and you are paying more in taxes than these fucking guys that own Apple. Like that is not freedom, dudes. We are getting fucking lots of stuff. I don't want to get yeah. too crude on here, but it's right. we're, we're getting taken, okay, big time. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's no, I with, think that. Uh, yeah, and I'm I think that's right. Up. It's 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 a it's a it's a good, you know, uh, description of basically, you know, there's all these structures actually that make us very clearly unfree, right? You know, the, right. there there is all of that. Right? <laughs> there, there are these massive structures. Of which they are the architects. These, Run a you know, red light drunk in front of a cop. Yeah, Let's see yeah. how free you are. Right, right. Why can't you? We're free. The, the, I mean, but even just like, you know, 
the minimum wage has not changed uh, for decades, right? It's still seven twenty-five. It's so crazy. Right? To me. You know, Can you that, imagine? That is a structural. It... Im- that is a structural impediment to actually being free. Like you, you can't even eat on that. Right? You'd be better you know, off so... going into the woods <laughs> and just living <laughs> off you, fish. Woods. <laughs> Maybe begging, you know, in, in very charitable areas. Selling drugs. Quite literally. I mean, yeah, quite crying. quite literally. Yeah, It's horrible. Know? So, like, there, there are these structures that, that make a lot of people unfree. And I think that's where, that's the kind of evil genius of that ideology, yep. is that they know that. <laughs> they are architects of that. They're pushing that. They, they want that status quo. Uh, but then they're going to give you these little sort of tidbits of freedom saying that, you know, you don't have to wear a mask because that makes you yeah. free or you know or or you know we're not going to control how many bullets are in your magazine we don't we we, we love freedom mm-hmm. right just like you so these little sort of tactics and gestures right that in at the end of the day might have some sort of emotional appeal and people who actually feel very unfree in their lives yes. right um that they get some satisfaction out of that of course um you know so like that i think that's a it's it is a smart um approach by them obviously it's you know working very well um but you know this goes back to something that one of our previous guests sam moyne said is that that's kind of like our task um Mm -hmm. is redefining freedom right that that is the task for left progressive politics is that you know retaking that word re you know that 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 word has to be our definition um, what's not there yet is, you know, what our definition is, right? Right? There's like, there's like the social safety net that then allows you to decide how to be free, right? That that's 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 a starting point, right? That yeah, <laughs> we're gonna take care of your education. You want, we want you to be healthy, fed, housed, uh, and educated, and then go be free. You know, like that that those those mm-hmm. those things. But I don't know how you sort of put that into um a motto even in the same way that the right can do it so you can't so, so you can't because it's not yeah. based on hate right it's it's based on it's based on what seems like a complicated ideology but it's really not it's just like it's basically just be nice do the right thing but the the le- the right has done such a phenomenal job at making your freedom part of hating others, right? Or feeling better than others. So my freedom means I'm free, I'm better because we don't let other people just come in here. We don't let, um, you know, uh, um, um, laws pass where they could take things from people. But it's like, you're not always taking anything from you, you know? And it's also, they've gone after people that don't leave the town. Cause I'm like, I've been all over Texas. I've been in real Texas and like, you ain't living better than people in Denmark, dude. You ain't living better than people in Ontario for all that matter. You're mm-hmm. not, I promise you, you're not living better. You might think you're more free, but you're not any more free. Like, yeah, you can maybe have a AR 15. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, that's, that's the challenge. And, and the other part is that we're going, we have to go uphill because the Democrats have had no fucking backbone in my lifetime and have right. secretly been Republicans. And it's, they've yeah. been in, 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 in the, in the pocket of, or they've been in bed with, with wall street and big industry and, and oil and gas. So it's like, we, and I, and, and I think Biden's doing a good job right now. So I'm not here to, we'll, I'm sure we'll be going after him in a year from now, but I'm, I'm not here to go after him, but 
I don't have faith that this is the administration to to go after the message because they're already talking about not forgiving anything more than ten thousand dollars in student loans. So like yeah. they're already kind of taking off a little of the armor to show you who they really are. And we're not going to go after them yet. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it's what AOC did, dude. It's like the progressives that I'm voting for blindly. I don't mm-hmm. care. Like I if you know this Well, it's not blind, is it? It's not right? blind. It's not yeah. blind. But yeah. I mean like there's it's not a question. I'm not yeah. here to entertain it. I'm going to vote for them like Trumpers vote for Trump. Like I'm if you're progressive and you meet these 10 things that are whatever we we think then you're getting the vote. And I think that's the only way this is going to happen. And you know, I mean, it. you see it happening, you know, when AOC shows up with her squad down to Texas and they're raising almost $5 million and while Ted Cruz is, you know, the memes of him with dreadlocks, like <laughs> that's, that's how we do it is by, is by doing right. By showing, cause we're never going to be as good as the right at, at talking and at the like message. the quick yeah. little, you know, funny, whatever. We're just, we're not good at that because we're, there's too many hypocrites in our own party. Like, look at Cuomo, dude, you know, like, you know, what you just wrote about. I mean, it's tough for us to be the democratic party with this great message while we have essentially horrible people that are in really high positions. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's, I think it's getting behind the, the, the growing number of progressives and um, just getting on board with them. And, And if you can donate five bucks to a campaign or you can, you know, we have a special election here in Louisiana and, this guy, Gary Clark is a real progressive and it's like, Oh yeah, you're definitely getting my vote. hundred percent. It's just that that's how we do this. We're better at social media. I think that's right. That also it's right that we're not that actions rather than message need to be the, the focus. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, the right is just filled with a bunch of bullies in, in various ways. Right. And, and bullies, they're good at like short little like insult comic stuff oh, you know sure. like like they they can they can jab in that way that that there's no real sort of i can't even think of an analog on the left that does that right you know i, I really can't think of somebody who can, who's sort of like because it's usually the case that most people on the left don't punch down Right. No. You know, and 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 the right is all about punching down and, and keeping people, you know, yeah. like, yeah, stomping on their necks. Right. So that that approach is not going to work. Um, and so really, I think I think that's right, is that that it's it has to be the practices of doing stuff rather than um, the message. And it's this is where, last you week, know, dude, this is but this is the problem that's been the problem of the left for a long time is that there have been a lot of style and, and, and no substance. Yes. Um, that they talk all of this game. We care about people and all that. And we're, you know, we're tolerant and all that. And I know you just said that we're not going to go after Biden. Um, but there was something that just came up this week that I didn't say we're going to really, go after him. I'm saying yeah, we're, you know, yeah. we're not doing the takedown. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I, and I don't, I don't cautiously. Look, I'm still, I'm still, hoping for the best right that's all we can do yeah um but they just the biden administration just reopened one of the tent cities for housing um minors um at the border um that was closed down after the investigation during the trump administration of you know like nobody had toothbrushes there was feces everywhere all all that they're reopening that that place in in texas um and 
you know, and they, you know, of course, they've got they've spun it in some ways that you know, there's we're, we need the space because of whatever COVID, and we're trying to do socially distance, and you know, they drew a mural of butterflies rather than making oh. it punitive and stuff like that. So literally, it's like the substance. Like we're gonna make yeah. it, you know, it's look be nice, a pretty cage. but it's still it's still, but there's still barbed wire around it. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. quite literally. Um, so. I don't know. And, you know, the the press secretary said, no, this is not kids in cages. This is something else. But it's like, we'll see. it's like, it's, I don't know. It's all of the immigration advocates are, are like slapping their heads and being like, oh my God, this is a telltale sign of not even no change, but adopting Trump's policies and calling yeah. it something else. Um, so that's troubling, right? That's, that's, that's very troubling. So, but that said, I think you're exactly right that that we have to do things. <laughs> the left has to do things, um, so they can then you know talk about that right, the actual experience of doing it and and the effects, rather than um, you know shouting about you know freedom means not wearing a mask, which is politically very effective on the right, sure. but could start you know not being so effective when people are consistently um you know freezing to death half a million americans have died of covid you know these things will eventually i would think um accumulate in some way that to have a sort of political price i mean obviously they have right i mean democrats have all parts of government now um but for sure but, there but could that's be also progress, that's yeah. that's a that's a that's a um a covid thing Right. So like, yeah. that's that's my fear with the Democrats is they're going to think this is something bigger. Right. We're in Democrats. You got power because we're in a pandemic and the Republicans handled it poorly. And also their Trump is battling with his own party. Yeah. Which is essentially like saying they're they didn't show up to play and we, they forfeited and we got the game. We didn't really earn that. We didn't do that much because let's be real. Joe Biden was not the strongest candidate. Um, we got it because also the black community came out, Trump, you know, fucked them over and they showed up big time. But to think you got that and that's going to trend up is a mistake, right? You need to earn, now you need to do is keep them and earn more. So for me, it's like we talked about last week, um, when they were, when, when, when during the hearing impeachment hearing, they were playing all the Democrats talk about punching him mm -hmm. in the face and like, like. That, you got to. We need the Democrats to call a meeting and go. Let's not do that anymore. <laughs> Let's watch AOC's speech where the guy called her a bitch, and then how she mm -hmm. addressed him on the floor with grace and with with um, an educated mind and eloquently. And it was like you you cry. She talks about her father. She's a daughter. That's how you do this, right? Because a big portion of their their base are these hypocrite religious people, and if if you can kind of somehow tap into that without making it a war you tap into it on the human level which is just with grace and dignity and by doing right when could you imagine in five years from now or 10 years from now when aoc runs for president at this pace her wreck could you imagine debating her oh yeah. what have i done yeah how much time do we have that's always been our problem with the democrats why bernie did so well is that all they could really ever attack him on was that stupid gun thing, rural Vermont. It was for hunting. We all get it. We all, under, but they went at him yeah. and then they made shit up. And, like he's this woman. And that was a critique from the left. From the that left. That was the critique from 100%. the left. It was never a certain. No, no. It would have helped them. The, the much the bigger election. critique was the centrists, right? Yeah. So it's like, 
that's why he went from a virtually unknown senator to national stage changing the party because you can't the re, there's not the record did all the talking and that he wasn't even a really good model you know it's not <laughs> not the guy on paper you know he's not yeah. terribly good looking his voice is annoying but we fell in love with him because we trusted him that's what this squad's doing that is the path forward for the democratic party it's it's getting rid of the cuomos getting rid of the Bidens, getting rid of all of these people. I even I even think Kamala Harris has a, a shot at like, you know, her, her past isn't isn't long enough where it's going to hurt her forever. And if she could right now be part of really progressive ideas, she will be a powerhouse. So it's like, get on. You're seeing Andrew Yang in New York. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to win, but he's making noise. He's got yeah. MLK yeah. the third marching with him. You know, right. this is big. This is a guy who, in his own right, is a socialist, right? He doesn't call it that, but universal basic income is a so that's a socialist idea, and you're seeing him gain major popularity where all the other Democrats are getting behind this fucking former Wall Street guy. And it's like you, we also have to have our our own version of whatever our civil war in the Democratic Party looks like, and people we need to start drawing lines because I'm not doing that again. The voting for less, I'm not doing that. Again. I'll do it with Trump because he's dangerous, but you know, if it were like a Mitt Romney voting against a Cuomo, I don't well, know. You know who it's, I don't know who I'm it's voting go, for. It's going to be, and we're getting far ahead here, but it's going to Ted. Oh Cruz wait, this is called way too early. Four yeah. years from now? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's going to be Ted Cruz, it's going to be Josh Hawley, and it's going to be Tom Cotton. Cotton, these 100%. Are, these these yeah. are the people who represent, I mean, the craziest wing Ted of, barely of won. Party. Ted barely won Texas. Ted's not doing it. Tom Cotton scares me a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's scary. Yep. So get ready, for te- t- get ready for Tom Cotton, everybody, if you want to. <laughs> Want to keep playing the games. guy who wrote the article to send in the troops about the uh, BLM protests. So either start sending us checks, yeah. start forgiving college loans, start doing stuff that's going to make people's pockets a little bit better and their futures a little more bright. You got yep. two years, dude. Yeah. Anyway, it's either that or Tom Cotton, guys. <laughs> oh my god, he might be worse than Trump. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, probably. Hopefully, we will never have to probably. make that comparison. Yeah, let's man, that I hope terrifying. this is just. Uh, yeah, maybe. Come Lawrence on, Mitt Romney, right get now, back in there, Mitt Romney. <laughs> 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 do, do you imagine the day we're longing for Mitt Romney? Oh no, no. I will always hate Mick, Mitt Romney for wanting to cancel Sesame Street. You know, for you know, screw know. Mitt Romney. Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, I can't stand I, Mitt Romney, but like that's how that's how out of control that party's gotten. Where like Mitt's like a kind of a great guy, right? Right. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, okay. if you can help out, there's plenty of resources where people can donate. I mean, I do know people are hurting in Texas. I mean, we're working on a, you know, a, a, a I'm working with it, and it will be part of this podcast too, with a company called Feed Your City, and hopefully we're doing an event down there, which we'll have more info about. But it's real, and I think you know we we show up, so let's show up if you can get involved yeah. and help out a uh, little bit. Feed, 
the the website um, that I've heard about that's supposedly very direct and local and yeah. has a lot of local knowledge um, is called feedingtexas.org. Yeah, feedingtexas.org. Uh, so, yeah, if you can. That's, that's the one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then check out our newsletter. Um, really good stuff yeah. on there. Sign up for yeah. it because, you know, we've got a good number right now, but we can tell by the people listening that you all have not signed up. And it's not one of those annoying ones which comes five times a day. It comes once a week. And it's a quick read. It's yeah. a 10-minute read, right? That's about it. Yeah, accurate. that's the idea. No, It should be no more than 10 minutes. I, I, it, that's, that's it. You, know? you only yeah. want to hear from us that much. You and know it's one I mean? it's little like kind of topic. And, you know, that, that's it. That's yeah, it. you'll sound a little smarter on your stupid Zoom with your dumb colleagues if they get into it. <laughs> um, and they're, you know, we, we, we are working hard over here for less than no dollars as... <laughs> What comedian was that? Canceled Louis C.K.? <laughs> I have not no dollars in my account. Less than no dollars. Um, yeah, and we will um, see you next week. Yeah, yeah, next week. Let's do it. Okay. No Politics at the Dinner Table is produced by Amkash. Tunes and Beats by G. Baderoy. Um, again, please sign up for our newsletter. We are slowly trying to get off Mark Zuckerberg's stuff. And yes. this will help us so that one day we can cancel that's, all of those. And that's you guys, the end game, guys. Yeah, it's the end game. You're on our newsletter and our, our, our website, which is about a week or two out, which is going to be interactive and a place where you can come hang out. We'll be up there and we will send Mark Zuckerberg a FU letter. There you go. All right. We'll see you guys next week. See you next week. 